Pastor Xavier Reese and the ongoing quest for satisfaction. Romans tells us that God created the creature and the creation with an emptiness purposely in Romans 8.20. That void cannot be filled by anyone but Jesus Christ. You can try to fill it with sex, drugs, materialism, intellectualism, whatever it is, it's going to satisfy you for a little while. The proverb says that hell and destruction are never full, and neither of the eyes of man ever satisfy. I quote that to my daughter and my wife often when they go shopping. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Just recently, thousands of college students throughout the land crossed the stage in recognition of the years of pursuit to knowledge. But today, Pastor Xavier reminds us there is a knowledge that isn't found in our institutions of higher learning, but in the very Word of God. Let's join him as he continues his series from the New Testament book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. The message is entitled, The Insufficiency of Philosophy. The ideas of philosophy being sufficient for life is contrary to God's truth. Paul is warning the Colossians of the insufficiency of philosophy, which is characterized by three things here. Let me read the one verse. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. The proclamation of the insufficiency of philosophy. First, the warning against philosophy. The deception was dangerous. The apostle warns the Colossians by telling them to beware. It is a clear warning to be cautious and on their guard in view of the imminent danger. It is not hypothetical. Listen, let me tell you something. The Bible throughout the New Testament, as well as the Old, warns the believer. The Bible does not warn the non-believer. It tells him to repent. All warnings are to believers who have come to Christ. Because the opposition in this life is to take you away from Christ. It's real simple. The caution is directed at the false teachers of Colossae who were denying the sufficiency of Christ. They were saying, Christ is fine. He's one of the emanations, and, but, but he's not enough. You need to go beyond him. Let me tell you, you go beyond Christ, you miss him. There's nothing you can add to Christ. Now notice the apostle Paul is depicting the false teachers as men-stealers, spiritual kidnappers. Men are taken captive of Satan's will, 2 Timothy 2.26 says. Men, by covetousness, will exploit people with deceptive words, and many will be merchandised by these false teachers, 2 Peter 2.3 says. The thing about deception is you don't know you're deceived. The deception was subtle. The method is through philosophy, and the word philosophy, again, is made up of two words, phileo, describing fondness of love, mental love, and sophia, wisdom, the love of wisdom. Philosophy stands in direct contrast to the true wisdom of God, which is Christ. It stands for love of wisdom more than love for Christ. The source 
of philosophy is given to us. First, their teaching was according to the traditions of men. The word tradition, as you know, means to be handed down from generation to generation. Our text here is used in the negative way because its origin and source is human, not divine revelation. Peter points this out regarding the redemption of our own lives, that it wasn't according to the traditions of our fathers in 1 Peter 1.18. We got saved by hearing the gospel that we were sinners and that Jesus became sin for us. And that if we would repent from our sins, he would cleanse us and make us brand new and make us his children. I did not learn that in my psychology class, my philosophy class, my logic class. I learned it from the gospel. Paul uses the word for biblical teaching in 2 Thessalonians 2.15, 3.6, and 1 Corinthians 15.3. So the context will always show you the content of that source. Is it human or divine? There's good tradition that we're handing down. We hand the gospel down. Now, that is not to say that all tradition is wrong. There is much good tradition of morals, ethics, cultural things that are good to be passed down to our children. I think one of the things that is lacking so much today in our society is that children aren't educated how to be uh, respectful people in society. Social graces, where are they? Being courteous, saying thank you, excuse me. <laughs> Get out of my way, pinhead. <laughs> Amazing. The tradition that is wrong is that which opposes and contradicts the gospel, be it by adding to God's word, taking away from God's word, or saying that tradition is on equal authority as God's word. We can't allow that. We dare not allow that. You see, their traditions here were doing violence to the sufficiency of Christ. Notice secondly here, their teaching was according to the basic principles of the world. And the phrase basic principles means the rudimentary teachings and elements of the world system, the elementary instruction. Uh, some have translated the ABCs set out in a row, the alphabets of, of the worldly systems. The phrase is used in a spiritual sense Contrasting the law in Christ in Galatians 4, 3 through 4. The phrase is used for the need of the believer being taught the principles and elements that are basic in the oracles of God in Hebrews 5, 12. So it can be used for the worldly or for the spiritual. The context is going to tell you. Paul uses this phrase further in the chapter in verse 20 to identify the ritualistic teachings and practices and religious ceremony in verse 20. Therefore, if you die with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourself to regulations? He goes on to tell Jewish ceremony, verse 11 and 14, legalism, 16 and 17, mysticism, 18 and 19, and asceticism, 20 through 23. All these things appear to have a, a show of spirituality, but it's false humility, he says. And they don't bring you to Christ or to God. The phrase is also used for the physical elements of the universe in Scripture. In fact, Paul tells the Galatians 
of their conduct before Christ, serving the basic elements of the world in Galatians 4.3, which was what? The worship of the sun, the moon, the stars, today, horoscope, Ouija boards, palm reading, whatever, new age. You and I were into something before we came to Christ. The ABCs of the world. Peter uses the phrase for the physical elements of the world that will be melted at the end of the thousand-year period in 2 Peter 3.10. So he uses the word there, basic principles, as the physical elements. So the word can be used for spiritual powers or physical elements. For that very reason, Paul could very well be using the phrase here to include the supernatural powers of intermediates, of emanations and aeons that these false teachers were teaching about. And they're mentioned throughout this chapter. In chapter 2, verse 10, speaks about principalities and powers. They're mentioned there. In chapter 2, verse 15, Jesus triumphed over them after the resurrection, making an open display of them. In chapter 2, verse 18, the worship of angels was certainly one of the false teachings of the heretics. It is interesting. Uh, early 90s, I was at home and flicking through the channel, and they had the special uh, of uh, Carlos Santana, who was doing a big old concert in Mexico City, packed out. And he's just jamming, and he's just propagating the worship of angels and how angels were all around the auditorium, and, and they speak to him and everything else. How interesting. If we don't use the scriptures to learn about God, man, sin, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, angels, Satan, redemption, then we are left to our own ignorance and conjecture, which can only result in inferior, corrupt knowledge about God and the things of God. The seriousness of wrong teaching and false doctrine can be compared to a missile that's aimed at a target. But it's off a mere degree, just one degree. When that missile is discharged, every inch it travels, that one degree becomes greater and greater the further it goes. It will never hit its target. And so it is with false doctrine. At first, it may seem to be a tolerable mistake, a little error and not anything serious. But as with all errors, the effects compound over time until they become so serious that they cannot even be corrected. Serious business Paul is talking about. Do you know the only thing we are to pass down from generation to generation as the faith that was once delivered to the saints, Jude 3 says. Keep it pure. We are to be good Bereans and examine to find out if the things we hear are so, Acts 17, 11. Paul told Timothy to pass the gospel down to faithful men that they in turn could pass it down to others by teaching them, 2 Timothy 2, 2. The things and elements of ceremony Rituals and works and philosophies that establish people's own righteousness are an insult to the established righteousness of God through the person of his son, Jesus Christ. And Paul declares that in Romans 
that the Jews, Israel, were going about establishing their own righteousness, rejecting the righteousness of Jesus Christ in Romans 1, 16 and 17. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to the Jew first and the Gentile. The just shall live by faith. No other. This is the source of philosophy. Notice thirdly, the contradiction of philosophy at the end. Simple statement. Listen to it. Not according to Christ. First of all, philosophy rejects the person of Christ. The fact that he was man and walked the earth at one time. And even history records his existence. And he declared to be God as man. This offends the natural man. Are you serious? You're saying that he was God. Yep. No, I can't believe that. No, that's a good teacher. I'll even go as far as a prophet. But God? No way. If they recognize that he was who he said he was, God, the Messiah of God, then they have to deal with the rejection of his teachings. And the result of that is unbearable, unthinkable. So they have to explain him away. That would make them accountable to God and one day be judged by him. Secondly, philosophy rejects the authority of Christ. Not only his person, but the authority. They cannot accept that the words of Christ are the standard for truth. They will say, well, that's fine for you, but I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think that's for everybody. Yeah, come on, everybody's going to go to hell? Read my lips. Yes, God's word says, whoever rejects the authority of Jesus Christ will perish. Wow. Do we do it with the smacking of our lips? Of course not. Paul says, listen, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Oh, that's good. But thirdly, philosophy rejects the teaching of Christ. The teachings of Christ leave no room for any other system or religion to bring men to God. That is intolerable as far as man is concerned. They cannot accept that. The teachings of Christ declare man to be a sinner. Man says man is good. I, I don't know where they're getting this. I mean, we live in the constant warfare, all of our history. I mean, why do we have to put bars on our windows? Why do we have alarms on our cars? Because man is good? The teachings of Christ is the best standard to experience life and its fullest benefit. They reject that. They say, nonsense. You got to grab all the gusts that you can. You only go around once. And many of them are going to die this weekend. Partying, getting all intoxicated, doing stupid things. And they're living out their philosophy. And they will perish. Some did last night, some the night before, some today, some tomorrow. And they will be lost. 
The first college, Harvard, was established for Christ in the church and his bequest for the first large gift to what is now Harvard University. John Harvard said this. Listen to him. Let every student be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well the main end of his life and studies, to know God and Jesus Christ, which is eternal life, and therefore to lay Christ in the bottom as the only foundation of all knowledge and learning and see that the Lord only gives wisdom. Let everyone seriously set himself by prayer in secret to seek Christ as the Lord and Master. Harvard. Listen. Above Harvard's gates are etched today these words, quote, After God had carried us, saved to New England, and we had built our houses, provided necessities for our livelihood, reared convenient places for God's worship, and settled the civil government, one of the next things we longed for and looked after was the advanced learning and perpetuated to the posterity, dreading to leave an illiterate ministry to the churches when our present ministers shall lie in the dust. All of the major universities, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, were founded by Christians to prepare men for the ministry and to take the gospel. It's the liberals that came in and took them over. They cannot deny their history. They can deny and reject Jesus Christ and his teaching, but they cannot deny their history. It's Christians who made learning institutions, hospitals, orphanages. And when the world saw they could make money, they took them over. Interesting. The theory of evolution is today's religion being taught in our schools today. That man evolved from a simple form to a complex form through millions of years, and yet the time factor to just bring about the simple cell there isn't enough time, even with billions of years. It's so complex. There are no transitional forms ever found, only extremes. Common sense tells you if there are many transitional forms, which would have to be the case if there are transitions, then extremes. So if you walk from here to your car and we put point A here and your car point B and you start walking and we label your footprints A1, A2, A3, A4, A5, get to the middle point and start going down B1, B2, B3, all the way down. And I take all those footprints and bury them all over Pasadena. What's the chance factor that you're going to come up with more in-betweens in proportion to the number of steps? If there truly were transitional forms, we would find more in-betweens than extremes. All we find is extremes. Why? Because there's no in-betweens. Figures don't lie, but liars sure can't figure. <laughs> Let me give you some of, quote, quote, facts about scientists of the world who have made hoax of their findings. Java Man, you read about him in your books, comprised the finding of a skull cap in 1891, a thigh bone a year after, about 50 feet from the skull, and a premolar tooth in 1898. They put them all together, estimated to be 500,000 years old. Dr. Du Bois named it the missing link, and yet he knew the truth about the hoax and confessed it in 1922. Scientists. Peking Man was found in China in 1920, 1930, between there, and consisted of fragments of skulls, jaws, and limb bones that were found. One tooth was found and declared to be Peking Man, the missing link by David Block. One tooth 
They created this whole man. Amazing. 1941 to 45, all materials that construct the Peking man disappeared except for two teeth and never were seen again. Down man, you've heard of him, was declared to be 500,000 years again old in 1912. And in 1950, they checked for amount of fluorides in the bones, and they found them to be 2,000 years old, and the teeth had been treated with iron salt to make them look older. He's called Pit Down Man. Fraud. Scientist. It's taught as religion in class. We are so desperately desiring to hang from trees that we lie. Existentialism sounds good, but it isolates people. It says that you must experience for yourself a non-rational experience, the final experience, which will give you meaning to life. The only thing in about existentialism is that it is a unique and ultimate experience that cannot be compared to anybody else. So you have to experience your own ultimate experience. And when we talk about each other's experience, we don't know what we're talking about because we can't compare them because it's individual. So rather than uniting us, it divides us and isolates us. Interesting. Kierkegaard was one of the main proponents of this. Humanism. The belief in man has all potential, good, and he alone directs and makes his life without accountability to a supreme being. Resulting in situational ethics, value clarification, accepting abortion, homosexuality, personal choice to do whatever. It leads to confusion. It leads to destruction. It leads to pain. It doesn't lead to order. It mocks the purity of chastity, calls evil good, and good evil, like the days of Isaiah. Romans tells us that God created the creature and the creation with an emptiness purposely in Romans 8.20. That void cannot be filled by anyone but Jesus Christ. You can try to fill it with sex, drugs, materialism, success, intellectualism, whatever it is. It's going to satisfy you for a little while. The proverb says that hell and destruction are never full, and neither of the eyes of man ever satisfy. I quote that to my daughter and my wife often when they go shopping. <laughs> That void can only be filled by Jesus Christ. No amount of philosophy, psychology, or logic, or spiritualism will reveal God or bring satisfaction to your life. Paul says it has to be the things revealed of God in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 16. They're revealed by the Spirit, but to the natural man, that's foolishness. I just went out to Starbucks in, uh, in the newspaper this weekend, U.S. Today. They had this thing. An article going to the higher power and what adults would ask God if they could get an immediate answer. 6%. How long will I live? 7%. Is there intelligent life elsewhere? <laughs> Real important. 16%. Why do bad things happen? 19%. Will I have life after death? 34%. The greatest majority. What's my purpose here? Bible answers that. The other 12 were miscellaneous. They're looking in the wrong places, man. <laughs> Paul has warned the Colossians of the insufficiency of philosophy. He's warning us. The warning about philosophy is clear. The source of philosophy 
man. The contradiction of philosophy, certain. In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Pastor Xavier Reese and the source of true understanding, a source that cannot be found in the wisdom and knowledge of this world. And you can pick up a copy of The Insufficiency of Philosophy on CD for just $4. And by the way, this will also include what we heard the last time we met. So once again, the title to ask for is The Insufficiency of Philosophy, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please, it's important that you mention the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This information is helpful when we check on the impact of this outreach in your area. Is there really any difference between a religious person and a Christian? That's our topic next time on Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 